Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through The Lawyerist Lab. And now, here are the co-authors of The Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Kelly Street. And I'm Stephanie Everett, and this is episode 337 of the Lawyerist Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. In today's episode, I'm talking with Labster Valentina Rose about how systems and technology have helped propel her firm forward. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rocket Matter, Rankings.io, Text Expander, and Postali. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support, so stay tuned. We'll tell you more about them later on. Today, we're talking about systems and processes. And I think this is a pretty overwhelming topic for most lawyers because they know they need it. But when they just kind of step back and think about it, it it's a lot, right? Yes. Almost every call that I have talking to potential labsters, systems and processes come up. They don't have systems, don't have processes, know they need them. And I always have this question in my mind of, okay, you need systems and processes. Well, of course, things are falling through the cracks or you don't have automations going. There are all of these little clues that you could benefit from having systems and processes, but it is such a big topic. So where does someone even start when they think about getting systems and processes in place? you alluded to this too. We know they're important. They not only help you keep things from falling to the cracks, but they're also really important when you start to scale. When you want to grow your team and not have you being the only one doing things, you have to have a way to get the way you want it done, what's in your head, out of your head and into a way that somebody else can follow it and understand it and do it. It is a lot. And I guess the first thing I'd say is no one is expecting, if you're kind of thinking, I need to operationalize my law firm and capture all the ways we do all the things. And if you start thinking about what does that mean, all the things, it could be from everything from here's how we open a new client file to here's how we answer discovery to here's how we do payroll or send out bills. It happens on the back end of our business and on the legal work. So there are a lot of things. The first thing I want to tell everyone is you will not get it done not only overnight, but not even in a quarter. Sometimes I have people say, oh, this quarter, my goal is going to be to create my operations manual. That's just not realistic because there's a lot there. And I know when lawyerists really started doing this and the time I've been here and being really intentional about it, one quarter, our goal was to get our operations manual at 50% complete. And then the next quarter, it was 65%. And now we're up at 90 plus percent each quarter. But even now we're still changing things and updating things and revising things. It's never quite done. Not to, you know, freak you out, just get started and know that it's going to be an iterative process that probably takes you a long time to do. Yes, it's that idea of a living and breathing document that gets changed, has updates all the time, needs to be reevaluated. I'm curious about your opinion on where these systems processes, this operations manual should live. I know as a general matter, we do think that most things should be digitized and not in a paperless firm. But do you think there should be a printed out version that you give to new employees or should this live online somewhere? It's easier if it lives online somewhere. It's probably just easier to update and and make it a living, breathing thing. 
But that said, don't let that be the reason that stops you from doing it. Because there's a lot of tools out there that you can use to build it. And it doesn't have to be. It could be as simple as a Google spreadsheet with links to Google Docs, right? You want to have a way to keep it organized and, and get to the information. What's more important to me is how are people going to use it and can we make it accessible? It's part of our lives versus this beautiful thing that lives somewhere on the internet that, you know, even, and, and I think you have to think about your team and how their brains function. So I thought this was super interesting when we were looking at our operations manual recently, we realized um, one of our team members who's probably a millennial, whenever she's looking for something in the operations manual, she just searches. She goes into the top and searches for the word and looks for all the places to show up. Now, maybe this is showing my age, but I look by index. In my mind, I know if it's, oh, this is in our operations section under finance. I should be able to click down and and find it that way. And I thought it was super interesting just to see how we both approach looking for information. It was important to us that when we were revising our operations manual and rethinking it recently, that everybody on the team had it in a way that worked for them. So you could have the option to search it, but you could also have the option to just, oh, I know where this should live. Let me go there. That's great. And I think one of the other things that we do as a team that I highly recommend is monthly operations manual work days or work times where everyone takes an hour a week, an hour a month, or a couple of hours a month, and you just kind of go through, take a section, decide, this is what we're going to go through today. And you divide it up by person. That's obviously what we do with a team, but I'm also thinking of a solo practitioner. And what would they do of just, okay, I'm going to look at this section, see if anything needs to be updated. Have we changed how we do things? Yes. Okay. Let me update it. No. Great. I've checked that off and now we can move forward on to the next thing. Yeah. And then I realized I never really answered your first question. So let me just hit that real quickly as kind of where you start. Sometimes you have to start by necessity, right? You might have hired a new person. You're making a list of all the things that that person will be doing routinely and that you want to start capturing those items so that you can train that person and onboard them and have them start taking it over. If that's not the case and you just know this is something you need to do, in our lab materials that we give out to to everyone in our lab community, we have a master index that we've created of here's all the possible systems and processes we think law firms could have. And I mean, we're probably missing some, but it's pretty darn complete. Just the index is pages and pages and pages of everything we could possibly think of. And I think for some firms, it's just easy to to take that and think about a section. Okay, this quarter, we're going to document our financial procedures. Or this quarter, let's document our client intake process. And you kind of tackle it one at a time. What's that saying about eating? Is it you can't eat a whale? Eating an elephant. elephant. We just had a discussion about eating things. We won't take you down that. Maybe we'll <laughs> come up with a better analogy. My point is you can't build Rome in a day. There you go. Just tackle one thing at a time and keep doing it knowing that you're going to keep iterating on it. It will never be perfect, but don't give up for sure. Awesome. I'm so glad we have that resource for our labsters because sometimes I think about these big chunks of business that, that need to happen or that are so helpful and people will come in and it's just sort of, ah, I don't even know how to get this started. I love we have that. Awesome. Well, now we'll have Zach's conversation with Larry from Rocket Matter, and then stay tuned for Stephanie's amazing conversation with Valentina. 
Hey y'all, it's Zach, the legal tech advisor here at Lawyerist. Today I'm joined by Larry Port, the CEO of Rocket Matter. Now, for those of you who don't know, Rocket Matter is a cloud-based practice management system for small to medium-sized law firms. Larry, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Zach, great to be here. Larry, previously, you've written a book, The Lean Law Firm. I wanted to bounce that around with you today about running the the lean law firm, the lean startup. I assume we're in that Eric is <laughs> Reeves or Rise. I never know how to pronounce Never that. knew how to pronounce that guy's name. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the ideas. I, I read that book, Lean Startup, a while back. I don't remember when. And I kind of feel a lot of the people that uh, Rocket Matter serves these small, mid-sized law firms. And a lot of people were lawyers, and then they started out on their own, and they had to develop their own business. And I had to do the exact same thing. I was an engineer for software companies, and I decided to start my own business. But what I found out was that I had all these tools at my disposal because of my exposure to the software industry that came from Lean, that came from Agile. And I was so shocked to see that the attorneys that I was serving didn't have anything that at all. So then I teamed up with this lawyer out of South Carolina named Dave Maxfield who is one of these kind of guys that's real into these business process things. And we teamed up and we wrote the book and that was back in 2018. You guys have in Rocket Matter, a lot of the the lean law firm concepts built into the system. You guys have business intelligence. You have agile project management with the Kanban boards and and whatnot. The the business intelligence is the thing that, that gets me. We talk about running the business of the law firm. And part of that is, is being able to know what the heck your business is doing, right? Absolutely. In fact, if I go way back, I think one of the reasons I built Rocket Matter in the first place is because I have a buddy that's a lawyer and he was just telling me that he had no insight into his law firm. Fast forward, we have maybe 30 out of the ready-made reports, ready to go, right out of the box. And it always felt a lot of the firms that we sold to, they wanted to see something a little bit different. They wanted this, so they wanted that. So we ended up deciding, well, let's let them design their own reports. So we built this thing called our business intelligence platform that allows them to query off of the entire system. And uh, so they can build their own custom reports and they can see them whenever they want. They, they can export them to Excel. They can, they can filter them. They can do group buys. They can do aggregates. They can do averages, sums. It, it's a very powerful, powerful platform. And it even allows you to query off of your custom fields. I mean, one of the cool things about Rock. You can add custom data fields to your matters, to your clients, or throughout the applications. You can do custom tags, too. And you can query all that kind of stuff. So if you, for example, had a custom field that was jurisdiction or something like that, and you wanted to see everybody in you know, Palm Beach County or whatever, you could do those kind of specific queries in the Rocket Matter Business Intelligence platform. Well, A, being able to query off of custom fields is pretty rare. But that whole concept, the business intelligence, you know, how does that fit into lean law firm? That's a great question. I mean, basically, uh, we want people to be really measuring everything because the whole concept of lean is that you want to be able to have, uh, ultimately, you want to be able to gain insight into things like your cycle time or how long it's taking you to complete a case. But you also want to be able to like, establish budgets for things and check against those budgets and really have a handle on all the measurements and analytics going at your firm. I mean, the lean way of doing things, it's not just about cutting costs or reducing overhead. What it really is about is understanding where your levers are in your law firm and really understanding the mechanics and what's driving your business and being able to optimize each of those points. And and business intelligence gets you there. Right. Because agile development and working lean is not about, you said, 
taking everything down and being as scrappy and lean as possible. It's thinking a startup. It's saying, let's iterate. Let's try these things. Let's figure out whether they worked. And if they didn't work, let's change. That's correct. If you want to be completely lean and have nothing in your office, then buy the Marie Kondo book and throw everything out. (laughs) Marie Kondo for lawyers. Absolutely. Get rid of our file cabinets. But along those lines, you guys have a lot of stuff on the, the paperless practice that is physically getting a little bit more lean. It's also allowing you to store a lot more data, cut prices, but move around more, be remote, be physically more able to adjust. I would say going paperless for a law firm is the number one thing you can do to gain efficiency in your law firm. I mean, if if you're not paperless, it's probably the top, top thing you can do to just have a more efficient operation. It's very important. Along those lines, one of the features we're coming out soon is paperless pre-bills. I mean, it's not out quite yet, but it's with maybe about a handful of firms right now that are some of our more bleeding edge firms. But basically what it allows you to do, instead of printing out all the pre-bills and pass them around the law firm, it pretty much locks down your billing process and, and commences a workflow where everybody's, okay, is this, does this bill look right to you? Yes, it is. And then they can get sent out. So it all happens through the computer. You can dialogue back and forth. In general, go in paperless. And we have a lot of books on our website at rocketmatter.com about this that are free. Huge, huge deal for law. Larry, unfortunately, that's about all the time we have. I could talk to you about lean law firm for a while. Uh, But if people want to learn more about running a lean law firm, running a paperless law firm, you guys have a ton of material at rocketmatter.com. If you go to rocketmatter.com and you click on resources, we have it broken down by webinars. So if you listen or watch things, you can watch recorded webinars. If you like to read books, we have eBooks. And then if you like podcasts, we have uh, a lean law firm podcast at leanlawfirmbook.com or just search the Apple store, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So great ways to get informed and it's all free. Larry, thanks so much for being with me today. I, I really appreciate your time. Zach, my pleasure. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Valentina. I'm super excited to have you on today. If we could all speak Italian and just be hanging out in Italy right now, maybe drinking a little wine near Florence, I'd rather do that. We can also drink wine Napa. Right. You were super smart. I just realized that you went from one wine region Down to tree. another. Yeah. I am happy to have you on the show because this month we're kind of talking to people about the small firm roadmap and the concepts in it and how they are actually putting that in practice. Because I think it's super helpful to kind of get those real life stories and understand, okay, I know you guys wrote about all this stuff, but but what does it really mean? And we're going to talk about that in a minute. I want to hear about how you guys specifically focused on your systems and technology and those pieces of the book. Before we get there, let's dive back and talk about the before. You mentioned that you'd been in the lawyer's lab for about eight months now. Before you guys joined that, before you really started thinking about your business in this way, what did business look like for you and Trevor? It's interesting that you're asking that. We start back in 2013. At the very beginning, it was just me and Trevor. And I am a little bit of a system maniac, meaning that even when it was just the two of us and we had the very first case, I was, no, no, we need a very clear way to name a number of our cases. Probably Trevor was, we only have one. Why should we create a system to number our cases? But we started from the very beginning doing that. That said, about a year ago when COVID happened, we were still relying a lot on paper and on a lot of manual processes. 
And then COVID happened. And uh, back then it was four of us in March 2020 when COVID happened. And very silly example, every time we had someone scheduling an appointment, I had created in our software legal management system a template to send a appointment confirmation and appointment reminder. But we'll still have to manually enter the information, click send, and it will go set out. Trevor was scheduling the appointment. He was making a note of the appointment of a small piece of paper, and he was sending this to one of the legal assistants. Mm-hmm. COVID happened and everything shut down. We're all working from home. And all of a sudden, I shared how the house with Trevor. He walked to me with a little piece of paper. No, I'm not the person that is going to now send out your appointment reminder. I'm sorry. And that was the very first step when we decided to look into automating and create a process for client to be able to schedule by themselves. And that was when we added acuity scheduling to our system. You've always known that you needed systems. So one of the challenges was having Trevor realize how important systems were. In that respect, maybe COVID was a little bit of a blessing for you guys for your business because suddenly he couldn't rely on those inefficiencies and the paper processes that he had kind of used before because that just wasn't a possibility. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, one other thing that was happening was that every day we will have to go through everything that our assistant needs to work and we'll live very close to each other, but just drive around and pick up files and drop files. Another thing that was not really efficient. It's interesting because I was already following Lawyers, the insider, and I ended up on a workshop that probably you were giving for people that were not lobsters. And, uh, and that was the first time that I said, wait, I didn't really realize what lab was really about. And they're really going to help us put in place all of this system and processes that I always were obsessed with. And that was when we decided to actually join. And it's been mind-blowing since we joined. It completely changed the way that we want to build our business. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the first exercises was about the vision. We go into that, we think about, and the very first vision we come up with was a very classic vision. Well, in three to five years, we want to own our building, have five attorneys and build this amount of money. And then a few months later is what I would also to enjoy my weekends. Now having to work on weekends, maybe what if we go to Italy for the summer and yes. be able to work from there? Yes. And all of a sudden it was, OMG, we can do so many things that are so different than what is expected from us. I love that. When you spend that summer in Italy, I think your coach will need to come visit for some, you know, one-on-one coaching when that happens. Make a space for me. But I love that your work in lab and our work together, because I remember that kind of epiphany and aha moment for you guys, where you realized that there were more possibilities than maybe you had known before. 
and listening to other attorneys and meeting other people in the community and just realizing, wow, there's more possible here. So what we can create can be so much larger than what we were originally thinking about. And I remember you coming and telling me, yeah, I want to run our business from Italy for the summer, recognizing maybe we will still need to do some work there. It's, we're probably not going to be in a place in the near future where we just don't work for the summer, but we certainly could set up a business where we are running the business from Italy and, and staying with your family. And I thought that was a fabulous idea and I love it. And now you guys are actively working to make that happen. You're getting closer. And one other interesting uh, point is that Trevor also does business law. Sometimes he's talking to his business clients about succession plan and all of that. He always tells his business clients is that you need to do something. If you are planning to retire in 10 years, you need to start working now on make yourself not indispensable for your business because that is how you will sell your business for more money. Most of our business clients are restaurant owners. And then all of a sudden they say, wait a second, Trevor, the same is true for you. As long as you are the main character, the main person in the business, this business is only worth as much as, as long as you're present. Such a powerful recognition by him. And for him, I love that he was teaching that to his business clients, but then he has that aha moment. Wait, the advice I've been giving everyone else applies to me. And I think you shared with me before we started recording that in the before, Trevor was pretty consistently working on weekends. And now that has changed since you guys have started putting all these systems and processes in place because you guys have little ones. I, he was definitely working on weekends, bringing the computer home or disappearing for half day here and there. And then to work October and November, we were having a coach session with Mary Ellen. And I remember she told us by the end of the year, Trevor would have to stop working on weekends. So it didn't happen by the end of December. But I think around February, he stopped working on weekends. Now, it wasn't not just about system and processes. It was also because we worked very hard into getting used to delegate. That was something so hard to do. Fair. To just trust other people. So since March 2020, we almost doubled our team. We were four people back in March 2020. We hired an executive assistant in during summer 2020. She's now taking care of our social media mainly and then everything else. And then in February, we added a virtual assistant and another attorney. Awesome. In, in February, we also hired part-time in high schooler his job was to scan everything because all of a sudden we said, no, nope, we want to be able to work from everywhere. That means that the all client information needs to be in our system, not on paper. And I would say that right now it's 95% done. Awesome. I love that. Great use of some high school talent. Yes, everybody, it can feel overwhelming and daunting to think about scanning all your files in and I think that's super resourceful because we all have a friend or know somebody with a teenager who might be willing to 
look for some extra cash and that's a great way to use it, right? Yes, you can hire scanning companies to come in, but you could also just hire the local teenager to do it. That's awesome. And that's the son of our, one of our uh, employees, actually. Perfect. We need to take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the systems and, and processes that you guys focused on first and how that made a difference in your practice. It's hard to keep up with trends when you're rushing to court and helping clients, but new cases hinge on topping the results page. You need a marketing partner to keep you informed and your firm growing. That partner is Postali, and you should know about Google Local Service Ads. LSAs connect you with folks searching for nearby legal services. LSAs show up at the top of the page, higher than maps and other listings. And the best part, you only pay if you're contacted through the ad. Appearing when somebody searches for lawyers near me has never been easier or more affordable, letting you focus on the law. LSAs are a great addition to existing PPC efforts or a standalone initiative. Quickly initiated by the Postali team, LSAs and a partnership with Postali can get your firm where it belongs. To learn more about LSAs and Postali services, visit postali.com forward slash lawyerist and reach out for a free consultation. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, a search engine optimization agency working exclusively for personal injury law firms. Simply put, Rankings.io helps personal injury law firms dominate first page rankings. You'll never have to chase them for an update or hunt them down for an answer. Your clients expect you to be accessible, and Rankings will meet that standard for communication and transparency. You'll have a full team of SEO specialists fighting to put you at the top of the Google search results. Personal injury lawyer SEO is all they do, so all of their processes, playbooks, and people are completely focused on generating qualified cases for your firm. Best of all, you'll be one of an elite few. Delivering exceptional service and results requires focus, so Rankings.io carefully vets clients before accepting them. They're an ideal fit for growth-oriented personal injury law firms. To see if you're a fit, visit rankings.io forward slash lawyerist to get started. Support for today's episode comes from Text Expander. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Better than copy and paste, better than scripts and templates, Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. Take your time back and increase your productivity. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. We're back. I'm with Valentina, and we're talking specifically about some of the systems and processes that they t- decided to tackle first. They were going to have a find the lever moment. You probably would agree with me. When we start to think about putting systems and processes and using technology smarter in our practice, it probably can feel pretty overwhelming. Where do we even start? There's so many things that we need to do. And and you even shared with me when we were planning out this podcast today, but Stephanie, I'm not done. There's so many more things we want to do. I get it. There's always things we could put in place or improve. How did you guys tackle the problem of where do we start first? If we would have done the 
very well and correctly, we would have stopped completely what we're doing, meaning serving clients, and just sit down and write everything from scratch. Well, that didn't happen because clients' needs always show up, and we always had some fire to take care of. What we started doing, we wanted to center our attention, first of all, on the client intake. We have not got to where we want to be, first of all. We're still working on that. But something that we're doing is trying out. If we're starting to get complaints, and that means that it's not working and we are cheered. So something that we were doing was every time that someone was calling in, we have a virtual receptionist who was answering the phone and transferring the call to our one of our legal assistants. All of a sudden, we were so busy that our legal assistant told us that, that instead of uh, using their time to working on clients' files, they were using most of their time to handle phone calls and preparing files for, for consultations and appointments. And that was actually when we decided that we needed someone to take care of that so that our legal assistant that could do more sophisticated legal work. And that was when we hired the virtual assistant and we also had our executive assistant. So now what we do is we still receive the phone call through the virtual receptionist, but if it's a new client that get transferred to our executive assistant, that will just take the basic information that she will need to schedule the appointment once the appointment is scheduled with acuity, our virtual assistant receives an email that someone scheduled a new appointment. So then it will go on our system, create a uh, lead in our practice management software and upload all and all documents, any and all documents that um, the attorney may need for the consultation. You also give access to the client, to our client. And then when the consultation happens, the attorney just jump, open the leads, take his notes or her notes, because now we have two attorneys, in directly in the leads and everything is there. So no yellow pads anymore. I mean, we still have yellow pads, but we're trying not to use them because we want to be able to work on a matter without having to go pick the attorney brain and say, what was the, why are we doing this? If it's already in the file, it's going to be easier for everyone. I get some pushback from my team sometimes because I'm very quick into changes and they're slower than me. But lately I've been hearing from my team that on one side, they feel a little bit more disconnected with the matter because they don't handle it matter from the very beginning to the very end as before. But at the same time, they have found so much time to take care of their legal work because they don't have to waste their time of getting interrupted continuously to prepare for the consultation, schedule a brand new client. Again, the process is not done, is still not perfect, but has been changing a lot since eight months ago. And one thing I've heard you say a couple of times now, which I think is so important to highlight, is that, yes, you have all these ideas and you're ready to go, 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 but you've stopped and you've listened to your team. And listening and having that dialogue is so important. We talk a lot about vision. The next step after vision is alignment. And that can be the hardest piece because, yeah, as the leader, we're, hey, we just need to start doing this. But if your team's not on board, 
and you get that pushback, then we all know that you're not going to be very successful. I really appreciate that you've included your team, you've included them in the process and let them lead where changes need to happen or where improvements need to be made and also getting their buy-in and helping them understand the why. And now they're seeing, oh, I have more time to do my work. That's sometimes the hardest part because I always say if people are clear on the why, the how will come, but they need that buy-in. They need to understand and it needs to make sense for them why they need to do this on both an emotional and rational level. I even had some pushback when came to them and tell them that we were going to hire a virtual assistant. And I had some pushback from them saying, why? Why, why do we need to hire a virtual assistant? I have plenty of time to do this. And then it was funny because, um, when we mentioned even to, to Mary Ellen, she's our, uh, accountability coach that we were hiring the virtual assistant. She was all excited when I told her that we were hiring the virtual assistant to take over stuff that my staff were doing because they were complaining that they didn't have enough time to take care of everything. She was, wait a second, I I thought that you were hiring the virtual assistant to delegate to your staff, not some other people's staff. And now I'm also using him for my own staff. And in that moment, I felt the biggest feedback I was getting from my staff is, we don't have time to work on our legal work and serve the clients. It's tough. And that's, at the end of the day, that's their highest and best use. That's their priority. Only they can do that. One of the things I know you've been working on too is automating more and maybe even defining stages for your cases. How has that process been going for you guys? I always been one of those persons that wants everything perfect. And I need to work on this. I need to work on this, not you, because I need to make sure that the map is well done, then you can jump in, but I want to design this for you. Because I'm quite busy, those things will never happen. They were literally, we've been talking about creating stages for our probate matters, for example, for years. And we will never sit down and actually create them. So we knew them, but Every time we were going to do a review of all of our probate matters, we were, okay, let me open the matter. Let me see where we are. And that was when I asked the virtual assistant to just start creating them just three stages, even if it's basic, just divided them in. We need to get them appointed. They're appointed and they're administering the estate, for example. And then they've done administering the estate. Now we need to close them. And after we created these three phases, we started to create sub-phases. Okay. In the appointment, we do A, B, and C. Right. In the administration phase, we do A, B, and C. And now we have, I think, 13 steps in for probates or even more. I don't know how many exactly, but they've been created so easily and organically and after being on hold for months and months and months, I'm trying to delegate more. Done is better than perfect. Having something, even if it's not perfect, it's way better than we, there is always time to fix it and make it better. Such wise words and hard to do in the moment. And I'm sure that lots of people are hearing you and are thinking, Oh yeah, I've been talking about doing this thing 
for years and I'm the bottleneck because I need to be the one to do it. I'm the only one that knows. And I love that you were just, what? Actually, they know the basics. It doesn't need to be the 13 steps. Let's make it one step. And then we can start adding in the 13 steps. That's so super smart. And then look how quickly in just a short period of time, you guys went from three really simple stages to now it looking a lot more complex because you just let go of it and you let your team help you and get it going. Because once you get it going, then people kind of buy in and get excited. And they're like, now let's create the next step. Oh, and there's there's not 13 anymore. There's 14. And probably the next time I talk to you, there'll be 22. And that's great. Honestly, the more I'm letting go, the easier it is and more liberating it is. I know they have been very behind with our billing. And again, I was the bottleneck. My virtual assistant is now taking care of the entering the payments into the our billing software. And uh, is now entering the payments. The legal assistant or the executive assistant, when the contract is signed, we do fluffy. So they, they enter the fluffies and the billable amount. And literally now I only have to go in and click invoice and apply payments. And I still have that to review. I still send that to the attorney to review before sending it out. But there is nothing else that I really have to do. And in my mind is, why didn't you do this before? <laughs> and we always say, no judgment. but. Isn't it great? You look even happier just saying those words. I can hear the joy in your voice. This used to be this huge thing that hung over you individually and the firm, and it was blocking cash flow. And so many lawyers, I know this resonates, that they're just, oh, yeah, why am I holding on to this thing? And you're so right. It's so hard to do, but just starting to let it go, and then it becomes so much easier. Then you're, oh, let me let this go, and this go, and this go, and then it frees your headspace up to do those things that only you can do and that are the most valuable things for you to be focused on. And that's amazing, but it takes a little switch, right? Something had to switch inside of you and your partner, Trevor, for that to happen. Definitely. But I think we're getting better at that. And definitely Trevor is not working on weekends anymore. Maybe he grabs his computer because he feels he needs to, but then he's, I don't really have anything to do. So that's nice. Is there advice or words of wisdom that you'd give to someone listening who's thinking, yes, that's me right now. I'm holding on to everything. I'm the bottleneck. What worked for you to finally make that switch and and start making those changes? Good question. A little B, I think, is the a push from our coach to delegate. And then once we hire a person, we just decide to go full time, say, okay, now we should use I mean, these persons are not wasting money. And also, well, it, it, I think a little bit Trevor. Trevor is very good to be on, on task all the time. I'm not that good. So, and he was telling me that I was kind of the bottleneck. So it was like, come on, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And that was teaching, trusting. And then it, it happened a little bit organically. We were so busy that I was throwing stuff at them, to them. And they got used to work without too much input on, from us. Mm-hmm. And I think that the fact that they're remote, the virtual assistant is remote, is also helping to make him more independent from us. As we wrap up here, any other 
thoughts or advice you'd give to someone who may be listening and struggling to think about how they can put some of this stuff in place for their business? What would you tell them or what advice would you give yourself if you were having that conversation nine months ago? Join a group of professionals that are in your same boat and just having a feedback from someone that is not inside your head or inside your team is just so illuminating sometimes because why didn't I think about this before? That was so easy. It didn't even cross my mind. And Lab is a great group. Everyone in Lab is so helpful and they're so open about sharing. I'm in this small side group with some lobsters and we share back and forth and we use whatever work the other has done as a base or a draft to create our own work. And then in a way, we're also cutting off on time spent of every time reinventing from scratch because I gave them my draft of an accountability chart. They gave me their draft of a job description. So that's definitely something that needs to be done. And then just sit down. That was very useful for us was going through our tech stack and decide what we were using, what we were not using anymore, what was not efficient and clean up. Right now, uh, less and that communicate with each other better is better than having everything done per- perfectly by using a lot of tools that yeah. don't communicate and double entering information and all of that. Good thoughts there, because I know everybody tends to want to gravitate to lots of tech tools, and sometimes less is more. What we have can do the job. Would it do it the best or the exact way we want? Maybe not, but I love that you guys kind of had to pare down and be, you know, we really, we just need to get the job done, and we need all the tools to talk to each other. That's super important. So, And we use our virtual assistant as our zap when its zap doesn't exist. This has been so great. I know it's been helpful for people to start to hear and conceptualize. If this is resonating and you're thinking, I'm the bottleneck, don't be. There's a path forward. The good news is you guys did it. You made these changes. And in just a very short period of time, I mean, it's only been eight months since we started working with you, but I can already see huge shifts. You've doubled your firm and all things are pointing north for you guys, which is awesome. And I can't I just can't wait to be along for the journey and see what's next for you guys. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us today. Thank you for inviting me. It was an honor. I feel like I should say, Arrivederci. Did I get it close? Yeah, I can't roll my R's that, but. <laughs> yes, we, yes, it was very close. The Lawyerist Podcast is produced by Bailey Tiller. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discussed here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read The Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com slash community slash lab to schedule a 15-minute call with our community manager. The views expressed by the participants are their own and not endorsed by the Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you. (laughs) 